powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, that was incredibly frustrating, wasn't it? Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary. I'm Peter. He's Josh. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, coming up on the show today, goalies. They're terrible, aren't they? Some of them are. We'll discuss. Uh, also, what might be going a little bit better, maybe? And then we will talk about uh, the the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It was Sean Monahan's night at the Dome. So we will get into all that with Josh. But us being frustrated after that game was rather predictable. You could kind of see how that was going to go. And if you think you know how it's, or you know what way it's going to go, make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 years and older. Please play responsibly. If this is an area that you have issues with, there are links in the show notes to help you out with that. So, like I said, my name is Peter Klein. Audie was at this game, that poor bastard. Uh, and joining me on the stream tonight, he is Josh Arbuthnot from uh, the Fresh Take Network, many other ventures we will get to. Um, Josh, about uh, like 12 hours ago, you were in a place that was a whole lot warmer and you didn't have to watch that hockey game. Now you're cold and you just had to watch that. How are you today, sir? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Better than where the Flames are going right now and better than the Flames are on their power play and uh, putting the puck into the net and dealing with a hot goalie that's not a hot goalie, a very confusing frustrating game with the flames you put the blasty jersey on and you want to feel warm inside the dome before you have to go back out into this december calgary weather that was not the case for the men with the c on their chest this evening just awful um audio like i said at the game apparently he purchased a blasty which two things one good good for you two what do you do not having a blasty before? It's kind of like one of those trees where it's like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the next best yeah. time is right now. Same thing with owning a blasty. Um, but glad that Audi finally righted that wrong. Speaking of wrongs, this game started with one. I don't know if Audi was in his chair yet when Jacob Markstrom um, decided to aggressively go on the forecheck and it ended up costing the Calgary Flames uh, a goal. I said on, on the, the last one of these that I was on in between coughing fits, it is getting much more difficult to defend Jacob Markstrom. And it has to be even more difficult to defend for Jacob Markstrom when he's doing shit like that. He settled in fine, but Josh, we are getting to the point, like, you you can't have those types of things happening. You just can't. And it happens all the time this year with this dude. Yeah, as you said, I, I just scrambled in from a, from a flight and uh, getting in, sitting on my TV and everything like that, getting my dinner down, and I hear score. I'm like, surely, what's going on here? And you you see the play, and you're just like, well, I, I guess they just wanted to be really nice to Sean Monaghan and welcome him back and get him a free point. Surely that's the only reason why. He, he did settle down, but this has been a consistent, consistent effort from Markstrom, right? And we started the season so well, and since then, I don't want to put all the blame onto him, but we're getting to that point where it's like, this is the team that's supposed to be built to win, and there's other reasons. We'll get into those, I'm sure, but... Markstrom definitely not helping with that. The power play goal, that's fine. A lot of goalies are going to let that go, the one that Cole got. But that goal is an unacceptable goal, and that should have been that Cole goal. Should have been the tying goal. Should have maybe got the Flames at least a point in overtime. Can't be turning that. And I just thought, too, and I know you and I texted about this, Peter, that when that happens, it's like a pitcher, right? And you and I have called uh, baseball out here. You can see a 
pitcher rattle after giving up that big home run. It's like it's over or that big hit or whatever. And I thought, man, just the way that he's been going lately, he gave up that goal. He's going to be shaky. Shouts to Anderson almost coming up with a save of the year. He tried his darndest to try to do something there. I felt bad for him trying to get into the crease there and trying to do his thing. I just don't know how you come that far out of your net to clear. That's a that's a day one thing yeah. that you are told not to do. And I, I I have no idea what's going on in his mind. I'm sure they're asking him at the presser right now. So we're doing this live. We don't know what's going on right there. But just a bo- one of the boneheaded moves of the year. And we Maybe he'd stop, Peter. We still have time. It's 2022. Year in review. Fails are coming out. I want number one on that list because that was definitely up there. Yeah, I, I need to be on the, the blooper reel, the, the top 100 bloopers yeah. of 2022. It's just like, it's one of those things you do on NHL 23 when you're controlling the goalie, you're six hours into doing a shootout with your buddies and you're just like, ah, fuck it, let's see. Um, Like, yeah. it's just, it, it's and he just, he loses his mind for a couple of seconds because like you said, he bounced back fine and he should because he's had so much practice giving up one shitty goal a, a game and then, oh yeah, well now I know how to bounce back from this. Like, it's his default setting. It's like the dude needs to be yeah. down one nothing. It's like, to another baseball reference, it's like when a closer comes into a game up four, and then he has to walk a couple of guys to get the adrenaline flowing. It's like Markstrom needs to yeah. be down a goal before he can feel like he's into a hockey game. I still think if the playoffs started tomorrow, Markstrom would be the guy, but they don't. And you you need to kind of get this thing back on track a little bit. And I do think, and we'll get into it in a little bit, I do think we are seeing a bit of a course correction with a couple of things with the Flames. But this goalie shit needs to get figured out. And I don't think Markstrom right now is just going to play his way out of it. There, there just seems to be something off with him right now. Vladar has stepped up. I personally think it's time that the, the whole like one game a week thing... Daryl's done an awful job of sticking to that, but I think it needs to be a couple now. I, I think that this needs to be a bit more of a ride the hot hand than a one and a two in in terms of the goalies. Well, Peter, let me ask you this. You know, with all your times covering the Flames going back to Fan 960 and everything, you've seen this consistently, right? We go back to that Duck series with the goaltending, right? It was always the goaltending, 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 goaltending. It was like, oh, we finally have it. And then even so last year, Markstrom was fantastic. Then we get to the playoffs and this shaky shit started then. And it, you don't know. Again, the pitcher-goalie comparison is always going to be there. I, I do wonder if a lot of that stuff is still going on in his head. I don't know how you get it out or whatnot. Maybe the Flames need a long break or something. He's got Vladar breathing down his neck now. Uh, it's it's really interesting to see happen. Uh, and Maybe they just need to do a routine before the game where they have Hubes or someone just sneak one by him before the, the, the it starts. So you can be like, oh, I, I gave up. What's going on? And then he'll maybe it'll just be solid. Yeah. Yeah, just like as they're coming out for the warm-up, like instead of Beasley going, and now you're Calgary Flames, just do yeah. as they're coming out. Montreal goal scored by number 23. Sean, like just make an announcement. Yeah. That, oh, hey, you're already down one nothing. Like just go over. On. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just get that one out of your system. I like that idea. So some psychological warfare. But yeah, like you, you spend this money on Markstrom. This this is supposed to be figured out. That we're, we're supposed to be past this now. It's supposed to be the good goaltending stuff that we are getting. And it, it's, it's back to the same goalie controversy. It's incredible frustrating i think markstrom is the biggest reason they lost tonight but i don't think he's the only reason that they lost on this no, night no um special teams let them down incredibly that power play 
is uh, to say it's stuck in the mud is an insult to mud like that there there's just there's nothing going on with this power play right now and penalty kill that goal that they score that that one's not on markstrom you can't let a pass go basically from board to board just i, I don't care if you only have two guys out there that pass cannot yeah. happen i thought special teams let this team down in a major way in this game yeah, watching it, I you know obviously uh, the offense. We'll get to them. I thought the Flames' offense did good tonight, but uh, yeah, you, especially to one of the great young players in this game, then to get to Cole like that, it's unacceptable to let that goal go by them. And just man advantage, you had so many times the really build up momentum, right? You get that power play near, I believe it was the end of the second, the build up momentum. You got the power play in the midway of the third, you got the man advantage with the goalies pulled and a decent amount of time to do it. Just consistently having this man advantage with good shots on. I thought the puck control and everything was good. And Allen, mind you, was good tonight, but Montebaum at time has been the main guy there. It hasn't been Allen. It's been Montebaum. So that's the real thing to see Allen stuck in his head. And I know St. Louis been positive about him and everything like that, but geez, you go over four on the, uh, the power play. You're coming in with near the bottom of the league with only 14 power play goals. That's something the flames have to figure out too. And again, not to assess. Welcome, I'm Josh. I'm new to the pod here, but uh, so I'm repeating probably things that Audi and all your great other analysts have had. But these are ple- things that were a problem in the Oilers series and in the playoffs last year that we thought were figured out a little bit earlier into the season when everything was just fantastic. And now we're seeing them seep in midway through here. Power play problems, special teams problems, and goalie problems coming back to haunt these teams. And how do you fix these things? That's yeah. that's the million dollar question right now for the Calgary Flames. Because you look at the power play, the, the number one unit, Kadri, Toffoli, Huberto, Lindholm, yeah. and then whoever the hell at the blue line, uh, probably Hannafin, uh, sometimes Stone, sometimes Anderson. Yeah. That that sh- that sounds like a lethal power play, and it's just that there's no there's no creativity, there's no anything. It's just Kadri gets it on the half wall, walks in and shoots on a goalie that doesn't have any eyeballs or any anyone in his eyeballs at all. Like he is, th- th- yeah. there's just there's there's nothing. There there's no all right. Well, plan A is to shoot, so let's just shoot. Like that, there's nothing working towards anything right now. And I get you don't have Gaudreau, you don't have Kachuk. Like, those are two very creative players. Jonathan Huberto sees the ice maybe better than anyone in the National Hockey League right now. Surely to God, he can figure it out. But they just have nothing going with this power play unit right now. And you're right, like, it's it's a lot of... um, It it feels like we're repeating ourselves because there's been a lot of this over the last little while. And, like, this is... This is not a Flames team that can afford to give away opportunities, whether it's giving up a shit goal a night or going 0 for 4 on the power play. Like, you you need either your goalie needs to keep you not, or your goalie needs to keep you in a game, or special teams needs to get you something. Like, this team isn't two to three goals better than everyone every night, but they kind of have to be to make up for their shortcomings right now. And I know that, you know, when the Habs come to town, hot ticket. There's a lot of Montreal fans in Calgary, rightfully so. It's one of the classic teams here. And I believe the season series has been a lot of the Habs lately. But at the end of the day, you know, I just don't get this team where this was a team that started off as so hot this season. You had pundits on down south in the States being like, wow, this is the Stanley tip, Stanley Cup level team to worry about. If you, do you remember the last time you've seen a team be like this, Peter, where it's, holy crap, this is one of the hottest teams. This is the Stanley Cup level contender to just the roller coaster, which you guys specifically have been dealing with on this pod the last little bit, 
and just then these little problems building up now, right now. So there's there's questions about those special teams we talked about, and you talked about all the great depth they have there. It's mind-boggling that the leading scorer on this team right now is Tyler Toffoli. No shots of Tyler Toffoli, but that is not what you pay Nazem Kadri and Huberto all that money and moving on with your future with them. That's not what you're paying him for. Yeah, it's it's kind of mind-boggling that just this fall is good. So, do you blame it on the goalie? Do you blame the power play? Is Sutter to blame? Is it all of the above? Uh, I to me, if we're handing doing the the blame pie, I think Sutter gets yeah. the biggest piece for fucking around with the lines. Um, and yeah. that is speaking of things that we've repeated on this show. That that is, I am definitely playing the hits with that one. But uh, to me, this team just lost all form of their way when they did that, and now they they just they haven't been able to get two hands on the steering wheel since. Like it's it's been kind of all over the place. And like just watching this game tonight, I don't know what this team is. And maybe that's kind of the bigger thing when you think of like guys like Huberto and Lindholm and Toffoli, you think of one thing. And when you think of, okay, this is a Daryl Sutter team, you think of one thing. Like, you, you think of, like, like, just tough to play against, winning a lot of board battles. You watch that game tonight, it they kind of seem like a generic hockey team. Like, there, there just isn't like this, okay, yep. this, is, this is what this team hangs their hat on. Down one, third period, against the Montreal Canadiens and Jake Allen, who is apparently Patrick Law and Martin Brodeur, all wrapped into one. <laughs> Who's taking this game over? Who's like, okay, guys, I got this. It was Huberto for like a second, but th- there isn't anything going for this team right now. There's nothing to fall back on. They're just kind of there right now. And I had, uh, it's December 1st, so I don't want to have too much of a freak out. It's December 1st. The sun will come out. Here comes the sun. Uh, sooner or later. But it, it had given me flashbacks to that Dallas series with Otter, right? And they they fell into a hot goalie. And no matter what Sutter did and the offense did and the line changes did, they couldn't get by him. And I, I think you, you seep in early in the season and you start seeing these little things. Because those little things, if you go back and listen to some of the, the shows that Peter and I do in the sports rundown, these are things we brought back for NBA teams, baseball teams, NFL teams. You see those same things. They consistently come back. It's just like, oh, they fixed it. It's like no one fixes the, those issues most of the time. They are they linger there, and they are deep down in there. And I don't know what you got to do to fix it up. Like you were mentioned, I was away this past week. I was down in Vegas, and being at some of the sports books there, you mentioned the Flames, and if they're kind of saying what I is like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like I have the answers being the lone representative from Calgary. Like what happened? Yeah. We were taking so many bets on this being a Stanley cup champion. And you hit it on the head of what the, 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 the representation of what that team is, this is a generic hockey team. That capitals game came and everyone's like, okay, so I don't know what happened to this team. Cause they just got smoked in that capitals game. Right. Then they have these weird, good games against a good Panthers team. And then they face this Habs team. Who's a middle of the road team, probably better than what they should be this year. Probably should be going for Connor in the in the draft but st louis keeping them just head above right now and then they run into a hot goalie again goalie goes up in flames again so no pun intended so it's just a really weird balance of everything and the one thing i always look for being a sports broadcaster i'm sure you do when they call the games there is the body language body language is such an important factor when you watch these teams right and i've seen teams that go in these winning streaks or teams that have a big lead and lose that big lead and right now, that body language for that Flames team is absolutely dreadful. Yeah. 
No, it really is. Um, just not a whole lot going on right now. Uh, a lot going on in the chat. We're up to, to 40. I just want to, I'm just going to say, I'm not, I'm not here to call anyone out or anything like that. We got 40 people in the chat and this video has got two likes. I think we're doing very well right now. Let's get those yeah. likes up a little bit. If the Edmonton crew can get 30 on some random ass game against Chicago, surely to God, we can get this like number up a little bit. So let's, you get know what it is, Peter? Up. Hmm. We're covering the Ron Calgary hockey team right now because the hottest team is probably the Dinos in yeah. Calgary right now. And the, and the winning streak the Dinos have had right now. That might be the Trojans have had a nice streak. The, the Cougars are having a nice streak. I think it's the collegiate hockey teams that we need to start talking about on here because they're the one getting wins and putting things together. Yeah, there are some lessons to be learned for sure. Yeah. Uh, a couple things in the chat here. Um, also... Just a reminder before we get into the chat, like this video, subscribe to the channel, tell your friends. Uh, Andrew explained it on Game Over Montreal. YouTube's being very weird about live videos lately because some ga uh, kids were streaming games that they shouldn't have been streaming and YouTube didn't like that. And so uh, mm -hmm. to put out a candle with a fire hose, they've just decided screw all live broadcasts. So if you could share Yikes. what we're doing uh, out on your social media channels and help spread the word, that would be absolutely Please. phenomenal. Uh, Toasty Kumquats saying this team is so frustrating to watch. Jay Money, sad flames fan times. That is for sure. Uh, Remily yeah. saying flames dominated the Habs. Allen stole the show. I, I agree with half of that. I don't think the yeah. better team won this game today. I don't think Allen stole the show. I don't think the, I mean, he made 45 saves. This has to be the least impressive 45 save performance I've ever seen in my life. The Flames <laughs> yeah. did nothing to make this guy's life difficult. He made a save on a three-on-one, and that's about it. I, I don't, like, there are very few chances just in the, the mental Rolodex, and I've been hitting the head a few times, so maybe there's just, like, a, a bit of a, a lapse there, but there aren't a whole lot of chances that just spring to mind from this game. There's a three-on-one, and that's about it. Calgary... They got a bunch of shots, and that's adorable. But they didn't get a lot of, like, they, they had some chances, and they outchanced Montreal tonight. But this team, I didn't think, did anything to make Jack, uh, Jake Allen's life any kind of difficult tonight. No, like, you, like I mentioned, it, it was a lot of an impassioned bunch of times, right? So the body language for this team right now is really off. And, uh, again, I think that comes from coaching, too. I, I think when you have a coach like Sutter, right, it's kind of talk about, when we saw it with the Kings at times, right? And I don't maybe know if they've gotten to that point yet, but players start tuning out Sutter a lot, and there's new players that are trying to figure things out with with him. And I don't know. When when teams were riding high at the start of the season, whatever Sutter says, the way he coaches, you don't care. You're winning high, you're you're doing your best. And now you're losing. And some of those same words that are going out from Sutter and some of the same coaching, not gonna go over with you as much every single night. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's tough for sure. Uh, chat is bumping tonight and seeing a lot of people chatting with each other. Greatly appreciate that. Love the, uh, I've said it before, love the community that we are building here. And I think Absolutely. it's very important, uh, especially with everything going on. Uh, Kadri, not as good as I thought. We need Matty Bat, could be a bust. Um, Kadri, I think we'll, we'll settle in. I don't know if he's ever going to play up to that contract. But um, I, I do think Kadri is going to, to kind of settle in here. I'm not too worried about that right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, Sutter has to go. That might be a bit extreme as well. 45-19 uh, in shots against a rebuilding team. Calgary has to find a, win the, a way to win these games. Is this indicative of something bigger? I do think there's a bit of, like, who's the finisher on this team right now? Lindholm should be, uh, but Toffoli is still kind of getting his feet wet. Toffoli can be, but I, I don't know to the point of being, like, 40 goal scorer. Like, 
there is there aren't a ton of those guys to, to steal a basketball term from a world that we're uh, quite comfortable with. Aren't a whole lot of yeah. guys getting their own shot right now. You know, like there aren't a whole yeah. lot of guys who can kind of score from distance. This is a team that kind of needs like crash the net, bing, bang, boom, puck bounces in off a couple of guys. And they're not really playing that style. Again, a lot is coming from the outside um, against a Montreal team that, while I think Gouli is going to be good, not exactly a defensive wall by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's definitely not that. I mean, I think St. Louis has done a good job with them. And like I said, I think they're better than, I mean, kind of a team on the fringe of playoffs. They're going to be a really annoying team down the stretch. And they're going to look to play spoiler against teams that are playoff teams, like this Flames team is. Like, you want to be chicken little and say, the sky's falling. This is a playoff team. The Flames are a playoff team. We saw what they could be at the start of the year, and it was beautiful for Calgary Calgary fans. Mm -hmm. It's just how do you get back to that? And looking in the chat, I've seen the T word pop up a lot in there a little bit but it's like what is it and i know backland's names have floated up there i know some people want to call phillips up uh i, I don't know if some of those things will have if you bring up a young talent in phillips is that something that's going to engage this team if you trade someone like backland who are you looking to get back right it, it's there's all those kind of conversations of can something like that re-engage a team yeah um first of all yes like that i i think if it was me, uh, Phillips would be up, Pelche would probably be up, um, and I would have a serious conversation about Zari, although I understand why he's not. He's running his own line right now, yeah. and I think that's very good for him. Um, I have kind of... Uh, acceptance is where I'm at right now. I've just accepted that's not going to happen. For whatever reason, Treliving threw out some random-ass quote on uh, somewhere today about, well, we want guys who can fit roles, and just because they're scoring here doesn't mean they're scoring there. It was a long-winded way of saying, yeah, we're probably not going to call up Matthew Phillips. And if it happens tomorrow, great. I would love to be wrong. I just, I don't think it's happening. If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah. I think Daryl likes the group that he has. Brad likes the group that they have. It's up to these guys to, to figure it out. It shouldn't be up to Matthew Phillips to come and save the season that this team needs to figure it out. Would they be better with Phillips? Of course they would be, but I just, I have accepted it probably ain't happening. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're if you're saving grace for a team that started off as hot as this team is, is to have a guy like Matthew Phillips, who is great. If that's what your ultimate thing is, like, yeah, it's going to be him. It's like this guy is Matthew Phillips is probably not going to be the savior for this season. He would be a nice addition to everything, but just for him to be that, take a Vince McMahon term, the brass ring and pull it down and all of a sudden, ah, oh, the skies have parted. I don't know if that's exactly the way that it's going to be. It's as good as a player that he is. Yeah. Uh, keep the chats coming. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. Remember to share the stream, like the video, subscribe to the channel, um, and then it comes out in podcast form later. Uh, subscribe to there and leave a review on that. I do want to get to one uh, thing that I liked as my voice did a weird thing there. Um, I do think that top line is starting to click a little bit. I do, think, is, yeah. I, I do think Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli, you're starting to see signs. I think they were the best line for the Flames tonight. I think they're starting to come together, which means Daryl will probably break them up after the next game. But I, I think that if you were going to take a positive from this game, for me, I think that's it. Yeah, I, and look, you know, athletes have to take time to find each other, right? It's not just yeah. going to happen overnight, you know? Like, like Lindholm and Huberto have only been playing for however many games, what, 20-plus games so far? For this team, they have to learn that chemistry. They're not just going to have the chemistry with, Linda, with Lindy that Chucky and Johnny did. It's just not going to happen. As good as a player, and you mentioned the, the ice vision that Hubes has, 
that's just not going to happen overnight. But I do agree that's looking there. I also thought the Flames were really aggressive. They let in hits in this game. I thought they were getting the pucks really well, and obviously that leads to them getting the shots on the net. I thought all that side of stuff, they were playing aggressive hockey. They were playing physical hockey. So that kind of stuff matters, and they did show that tonight. Now, how can they get that to lead forward to some wins? That's the big question. But I I, I was interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it wasn't all doom and gloom, just mostly. No. It only started 13 seconds. When you in. when you lose, everything's the worst, right? The sky exactly. is falling. The, like yeah. This Flames team is not going to be like, you know, a, a Habs or some of the lower teams. Like, oh, we, we played good. We lost. Oh, well, we're going after Connor in this draft. The Flames aren't that team this year. There is no... Yeah. Oh well, you know, good things happened. No, that's that's not an acceptable situation right now for this team. Uh, quick shout out to Pepino in the, uh, the the chat right now. Asked what was the score two on Montreal. By the way, greetings from Romania. So shout out Romania yeah, yeah. and shout out Pepino. Um, getting Absolutely. in on the chat from out there, we greatly appreciate that. Um, okay, that's enough of the positive stuff. Actually, not really, because the, the last thing I want to talk about today, and we're going to run out of time on the Zoom thing. We're not there yet. We still got a bit of runway here, but. Um, it was Sean Monaghan's return to Scotiabank Saddledome in the city of Calgary tonight. What a return. It's minus 40 today. But um, I I was happy that it was such a positive reaction. And so uh, Jay Money asked in the chat, what's your favorite Sean Monaghan moment? Admittedly, I don't really have one. Um, honestly, like the one that comes to mind is the last one where he's in the tunnel and he's smiling and hugging, hugging Johnny Gaudreau. The issue with Monaghan is that there weren't many. Like, he, he scored a ton, and he scored a bunch of game winners, but he was always banged up at the time where you create those moments in the postseason. And yeah, I, I think, like, I, I, I tend to look at this era of the Flames a little negatively. Uh, he came in at a great time for Calgary when they needed him. Um, like, Aginla had just been traded away. They tanked. They got Monaghan. He was kind of the, the new face of the franchise. And I, I don't know if he was ever going to be that dude. And I, I think, honestly, Sam Bennett not hitting where Sam Bennett was supposed to hit kind of hurt for Sean Monaghan. Because I think Monaghan is an excellent, and was, an excellent number two center, right? Like, I, I don't know if he was ever like, yeah, number one guy on championship team. I don't know if he was ever that dude. But I think he could be a really good number two center. And if they could have just got that number one and kind of put him in that spot where he needed to be, I think that would have been great. But, uh, like, overall, he was exactly what, like, he wasn't exactly what the Flames needed, but you got 100% of what Sean Monaghan had on every night. And that that's one of the highest compliments you can play a hockey player. Yeah, nothing but positive influences to the team, to the community. I think you played a big part in the Calgary community. They put that graphic up and uh, seen eighth all-time in Flames. Now, I'm not sure if that's a mix of Atlanta and Calgary Flames. They need to adjust that graphic to let us know where that is. But I found that pretty amazing that he was yeah. eight all time in, in flames history, whatever that may be. And then third in game winning goals, you mentioned those game winning goals. So many, you know, it got to the point too, when the flames would go to forward and forward overtime, you're like Monaghan's getting the goal because yeah. most of them were, I'd love, I'd love if we have someone that can break down that stat or knows that stat of how many four and four overtime goals does Sean Monaghan had? Because it seemed like you had specifically a game on CBC Monty was getting that four and four goal to help the Flames win. Yeah. It, like he he was great in those spots. And like he was the exact guy that Johnny needed. Like that line worked well yeah. together because Johnny's a great playmaker. And Monahan is very good in, around the net. Good hands could elevate the puck very quickly. So like I I I 
I know it kind of seems like I'm shitting on Monaghan a little bit. I thought he was great. I just kind of thought there was too much needed of him with the Flames, you know? Yeah, well, when he came in, you know, at the time, I believe he was the highest draft pick the Flames have ever had before Chuck yeah. came in. He still maybe, if I'm not mistaken. But I, and so when you have a player that high and your team has never drafted a player that high, you're thinking, oh, my good, like this is going to be the savior. This is going to be our super duper star, multiple all star, all NHL type of player. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure to go at a guy. And he was good. And obviously, he's going to be – he's the one flame that's going to come back this year and not have rains of booze coming towards him. <laughs> number one, because he was traded and didn't leave. But number two, I, I think there's a lot of passion and respect for Monty and everything he did. He even talked about that in his presser today. And, you know, I, I think there was genuine uh, – what's what I'm trying to look for here? I think just happiness that he did get the two points today. I think people were really – it kind of reminds me when, when Iggy came back for Boston. Right. And, yeah. and uh, people were like, there was times Iggy almost scored a goal and Flames fans felt confused. Now, I know Iggy and Monty are different players, but it's just like, you you know, you connect to these players and uh, you get a little bit confused at times if you're excited for them to score or not. But I think you really hit it on the head there, Peter, too, of great guy. Again, I think the community aspect he was absolutely mm-hmm. huge on. But the momentum and the expectations for him were weighed a little heavy. And he did great. Like I said, eighth in goals all time in Calgary Flame history, a team that's been around for, what, almost 40 years, over 40 years. It's pretty impressive that he had top 10 in that club's all-time history of that, including the injuries that he did have. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, too, is that it just, like, his body failed him. Like, he played such a rugged style playing in front of the net. That sucks. Like, you're getting cross-checked all the time and everything like that. Um, It just, there was sometimes I thought he played through things too much, and that's just, like, that's... That's who he is, and that's why I say, like, the thing that I will always kind of remember about Sean Monaghan with the Calgary Flames is, like, his 100... He wasn't always feeling 100%, but you got 100% of whatever he had, and I think that's quite the thing to say about a guy. And I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Sean Monaghan, and we mentioned born Sean Monaghan Twitter, which, in the early days of him here, was a legendary Twitter account for a lot of people out here. And brought a lot of joy to people uh, having born Sean Monaghan as an account. Yeah, that that really is the, the true memory of Sean Monaghan, is the boring Sean Monaghan account. Um, yeah, absolutely. Some absolute gold on there. A couple more things, and then we'll get out of here today. Uh, Monaghan line was the best Montreal line tonight by far. That's like We haven't talked a lot about Montreal. I agree with that. I think the Monaghan line was probably their best tonight. Yeah, I think so too. I And I think... You can tell, too, with Monty being there, talking to some Habs fans that I know, they're really happy about the addition that he's played to the team. It's a nice little veteran addition to this young team that they have with a young coach there. Habs have this weird mix of everything. They have the carry thing that's been is going to hit lay over their head for who knows how long. I'm wondering what that's going to go with. But I, I think Monaghan coming there has been a really nice addition to be around these young guys. You can see it yeah. on the ice tonight. And it, it maybe it was more amped up to be in Calgary, but all season you've kind of seen it. Sorry, the coughing is starting to get me now. Um, oh, Montreal already got a first-round pick from on hand. The, the Flames gave him gave yeah. him a first-round pick to take him. I know. Uh, hearing the the game over Montreal guys, they might get another one for him. Like, he, he has kind of played himself into being, uh, I think, a pretty valuable trade candidate. Um, shout yeah. Out, shout out Haley Germain in the, uh, in the chat. I know a, a mutual friend of ours, yep. former colleague of mine. Uh, and topping it off tonight... Uh, shout out to Zach in the comments who said, uh, Markstrom spoke to journalists after the game. And as a fan, that's all I care about. Um, I don't know. You, you've been, 
off gallivanting in Las Vegas. I don't know if you've seen the controversies around Alfonso Davies, um, but my no. least... Oh, he hasn't spoken to the media. And oh. uh, media people are so very... Fr- specifically, a couple of them um, are so very frustrated by this. And that has become the focus of a lot of World Cup coverage, not this amazing triumph that Canada had by being there for the first time in a billion years. So, yes. Yeah, he, he get the first goal. Uh, we have a Markstrom comment, by the way. Oh, okay, go for it. I just suck at hockey right now. Put it in the Louvre. Put it on top of the Calgary Tower. Oh, man, that one got me. Yeah. Um, okay, perfect way to end this one tonight. Um, Josh, let the people know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you can find me at the uh, the Fresh Take Network. It's Fresh Take 42 on all your social media platforms. Uh, you can also find me broadcasting for the Calgary Dinos for basketball for them and for the State Trojans. State Trojans have a basketball game this week. You can find it on the ACAC Network and doing PA for Dinos Hockey. Two games for the Dinos Hockey this week on Friday and Saturday. Like I said, Calgary Hockey right now collegially killing it. The Dinos the hottest team right now in collegiate hockey doing a really good job out there. Cougars doing their best there. Try to be due diligent despite working on that 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 dino side. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh, fun things there. Fresh take coming up here in the next little bit. We have a lot of our year-end review shows with wrestling, with sports, with pop culture, and Peter will be popping on a few of those. So check it, those out. Uh, thank you to Josh. The next time you will see Game Over, I will also be on it. Uh, they take on the Washington Capitals coming up on Saturday. We will see what fresh hell this team provides us uh, in that game. Please remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share it with all of your friends. Uh, hell yeah, Cougars. I agree. I, I partialed the Mount Royal, but I mean, that's just me. Like I said, when uh, yeah. when Noah was on here, even Mount Royal dropouts get fun jobs. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out Mount Royal for that. But yes, our next broadcast is going to be the Flames next game on Saturday. Like the video, share it with your friends. Follow me on social media. I am at PrimetimeKline on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all so very much for tuning in and we will talk to you all later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.